from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We're right here for you guys to talk about how weird yesterday's game was oh, yeah. with the Carolina Hurricanes. And we have WRL's loss. Casey Hentz, who is joining us right now. She's up there in Newark, New Jersey. Um, it was weird watching this one on television. Mm-hmm. Casey, how weird was it watching this game in person from your perspective? Well, first of all, I just have to say the press box at the Prudential Center is so far up. I should have brought binoculars. Uh, you needed them in this game. Uh, so that was weird for starters. But boy, yeah, what an insane game. First of all, uh, when's the last time a team has had three shorthanded goals? Well, it's been a long time for the Hurricanes. It was a record tying uh, that, that had three shorthanded goals. So that never happens. Uh, they allow eight goals. That never happens. And then you've got Sebastian Ajo. Uh, they didn't want to call it a fight, but tussling with Jack Hughes. That's <laughs> yeah. also something uh, we never see. And Jack Hughes said last night, we're probably not going to see again. But, yeah. man, just crazy all the way around this one. Um, yeah, just, just a wild, wild night that was unlike any other Hurricanes game I've seen this season. Casey Hintz, WRL Sports, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline alongside Chris Lee. Dennis Cox here with you. We have five big questions. So the first one was how weird the game was. Second one, cause for concern for the Kings, or is just we're just going to chalk this one up? Hey, this is fluky. Everything's going to be fine. Dennis, you know this. 100% fluky. Yeah, you know, this you're right. Team, <laughs> starting like this, we never te- see this team start like this. In a game, I mean, we talk about it all the time, just the way that they play, you know, it's a system, the hurricane way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, now, if the Devils pump in eight goals tomorrow, then okay, maybe Houston, we have a problem. Maybe New Jersey has found something, exposed something of this hurricane team. You know, maybe that, that would be cause for concern, but I just can't imagine them getting to their game. A lot of it, of course. Credit is where credit due, or you know, whatever that saying is. Give credit <laughs> where credit is due, yeah, right? That's it. Um, because you know the Devils obviously showed their speed and their elite skill last night, but mm. a lot of that was what the Canes were not doing in their game that kind of led to that. You know, allowing that time and space and allowing yeah. the Devils their game to really open up, and so that's why I think 100% fluky. Five big questions with Casey Hentz from the Big Five joining us right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Casey, towards the end of the season, a lot of people were worried about the Canes' offense. Mm-hmm. Could they score? Can they score in, in this series through five games? They're averaging uh, through three games, excuse me. They're averaging five goals apiece in these games. Uh, Fifteen so far. It, you don't give up eight in a game. No, you're you're probably winning all three of those. Um, we thought that goal scoring was going to be a problem, but they're scoring. What's, what's happening with the Canes? Why are they scoring so well? All about identity. We talk so much about, you know, what the Canes do as far as, you know, the hurricane way, getting to our game defensively. But that all leads to things on the offensive side of the game as well. Just their ability to grind out goals, create chaos in front of the net. That leads to a lot of those, you know, dirty, greasy goals and it also comes from up and down the lineup. I know everyone, you know, when you look at Svech and Turbo, you know, Pacioretty for just 
five or six games, whatever it was, you know, I know I think everybody was looking at the goal totals and what they lose. Yeah, you lose that on the power play, right? Like those are the guys that, you know, you can see that scoring lost on the power play. But I mean, you've got guys scoring up and down this lineup and they come from those dirty, greasy areas. And that's all part of the Canes' identity. And I, I think that's why you're seeing these goals, you know, come, especially in the playoffs where it's such a tight game and they're playing that kind of just, almost in the place you need those gritty goals right and I think that's mm -hmm. why you're you're getting those goals here um at a higher clip maybe than some people were expecting all right let's look ahead to tomorrow you were at practice up uh, today because you're up there in new work what was the mood like coming off that 8-4 loss what was the mood like today around the team yeah well first of all I was surprised they actually weren't scheduled to fully practice I think just the black aces were going to hit the ice mm -hmm. but they ended up you know, running a full practice, except for Brady Shea. He's going to be okay. Roddy's saying that he's just getting old, and he was just exercising <laughs> his options today. Because uh, no we're concerned there. Um, but the mood was actually really upbeat, um, lively, lots of guys hooting and hollering. And so I actually asked Seth Jarvis that afterwards. You know, I said, vibe check. It looks pretty good out there. And he said, absolutely. We can't dwell on last night because – this is a quick series. We play every other night. We're not, you know, taking a couple of days in between games here, you know, to maybe sit and think about things. He's like, we've already got to get ready for tomorrow. And the way he told me, he was like, the way you go about it is if you want to get something good, you got to be positive about it. It's so cliche. He's like, but that's just kind of the feeling and, and the mood surrounding this team. Well, it's hard hearing somebody who's being born in 1994 called old. Yeah. Oof. He's only 29, but I guess he is an old man right now in the NHL. Hey, Brady's got some gray hair, man. I mean, he, he does. <laughs> come, yeah, come talk to me. He's got he's, gray in the beard. He's Tell got him more to come than talk me. To me. I will say that. He's got more than me. Casey has joined us right now. He's our automotive group hotline. Five big questions from for Casey from the Big Five, and this is the fifth one. Um, Anderson, bad. Kachekov, bad. Mm -hmm. Ronta, he's been sick, unavailable, but he was on the ice today. Who should start in net for the Canes in game four tomorrow? And we actually don't even know if France will be available to go tomorrow. He just finally practiced today a little yeah. bit. And Roddy said, you know, we won't know until after practice, or I should say they won't know until after practice how he's feeling, if he'll even be able to dress. I really can't imagine them starting Ronta. I think you go back to Freddie. Eight goals. That doesn't look good on either goaltender, but you also have to look at the breakdowns that were happening mm. all over the ice before those goals or that even led to those goals. You know, I think maybe that shorthanded one, which I think is the third goal. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I mean, you would have liked Freddie to bail Seth Jarvis out on that one. But yep. the other two breakdowns led to those goals. I mean, he, Jordan Stahl said it himself, like, you know, we left Freddie out to dry. We hung him out to dry. We didn't have, didn't help him. And so it kind of sucks that, you know, he had to start like that or we had to start like that, then it, of course, affected Freddie. And then you got Piotr, who comes in in a, a, you know, a four-goal game. and <laughs> Crazy. He hadn't played the NHL game since March 28th. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing you could do there. Obviously, he's got a lot to grow, and we've known that for quite a while now. He is the future. But I think you go back to Freddie, and uh, a much better start from the Canes would be a much better start for all right, Casey Hens joining us live from Newark, New Jersey. Um, hopefully it smells pretty good up there. Uh, 
Wow. Around the Don't around shake. the arena, it's not too bad. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a little <laughs> dicey down down. Um, but yeah, it's. It's interesting. For I mean, sure. I, I, you and just I hear from be right by Penn Station, and that I think I don't need to say anything else about that. Right, you hear from people who are from New York; they're like, you know, New Jersey smell. It's kind of how we talk about South Carolina. So, uh, that's fair. Okay, you know. okay, I understand the comparison. Casey Hits joining us. Thank you so much. Good luck to you uh, and all your hit live hits today. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Bye. Are you ready for the big game at the Designery? We can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away all right so the nfl schedule is supposed to be supposed to be releasing this coming thursday eight o'clock thursday eight o'clock prime time on television allegedly now there are rumors floating around chris that that might not actually happen that might get pushed back because we're actually you're hearing this is being reported by nbc that the nfl might be trying to schedule three three games on Christmas Day, which is a Monday this upcoming season. Now, we all know Christmas Day generally is when the NBA likes to schedule a handful of games. But I think yeah. with with Christmas being a Monday, it's like Monday night football, which you're obviously going to have. Monday Why not schedule steroids. two more games? Why yeah. not do a 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, or 4.30 and the 8.30 Monday night football game? Absolutely. I'm for it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm with that too. Um, as far as the schedule uh, release possibly being delayed, some of the reporting on that uh, suggests also that some of it could be due to the the late switch uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers getting to the Jets late. Uh, and now you're trying to figure out like when can we get more Aaron Rodgers in a Jets of uniform? Of course, because that's what we need. Yes, and and that's prime what we time all signed up for. But it kind of it kind of made me wonder um, a little bit about the Carolina Panthers, right? Like Carolina Panthers aren't necessarily a big time prime time team right now. They're not a national draw name brand wise. They had not yet. They had one last year on Thursday Night Football versus um, the Atlanta Falcons that in the blackout game, and that was literally the worst game. Uh, on oh, it was the least watched game, I should say, not the yeah. worst game. It was the least watched game on Amazon Prime on Thursday night this past season. So, their upcoming schedule this year, what is primetime worthy for the Carolina Panthers? I'm sure with the number one overall pick, there's going to be a few – they're going to have a few more primetime games. Now, every team in the NFL plays one Thursday game. Yes. So, that's a standard thing. So, they're going to get at least one, Chris. They're going to get at least one. Now, the over-under now is one and a half. I have a few that look pretty good right now. Okay. A great Thursday night game. I have to give you two options, but this is the best option. Okay. Versus the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. Okay. Number one overall pick, 
versus number one overall pick. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence and Bryce Young. Jacksonville made it to the playoffs last season. Alabama, Clemson. Yeah. whole thing kind of sells itself. Sure. Um, or Carolina Panthers. Oh, also, is also actually tying a storyline with that, too. Doug Peterson, former offensive coordinator, Frank Reich. Very true. Doug Peterson, Another now one. the head coach. Yeah, because those Another two are on the same staff in. in Philadelphia together. Another Thursday night option. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers at home versus the Houston Texans. Oh, Houston okay. Texans picked um, C.J. Stroud. Stroud, number two overall after the Carolina Panthers picked Bryce Young. So this could be slug it out game. Who's the best? Number one number versus number two. Yeah. We'll see. No, possible Monday night game. We were talking about this. Okay. And you actually said this, that you felt like this was a better Monday night game. The Carolina Panthers at home versus the Indianapolis Colts. The reason why I like this is because Anthony Richardson – it seems like a lot of people are really, really – I've got got much higher on him in terms of a future NFL star. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that actually might happen a lot faster than we even think uh, just because of his physical traits. So I have a feeling that, you're again, you get two top quarterbacks that were drafted in this year's draft, plus you have Frank Reich coaching against his former team. Yep. So there's a storylines that are built into that as well. So all three of those games could easily end up being a prime time. Now, again – one of those is probably going to be on a Thursday night, but I could see early in the season, depending on how they want to do the schedule, that it could be a Monday night Texans versus uh, versus Panthers or Colts versus Panthers because, again, yeah. it's a chance to display these two young quarterbacks in the NFL and then, then these two high draft picks because there's nothing more that the NFL wants to sell more than than the quarterback. First, first year ever that the first three quarterbacks that were taking – we're all black. That's true. So back to back to back black quarterbacks. And so now you have it and you have these options right here between uh, C.J. Stroud with the Texans, between Anthony Richardson with the Indianapolis Colts, and, of course, Bryce Young with the Carolina Panthers. You have these options and you're going to want to put them on display at some point. So the, it would make sense to have more, at least two primetime games for the and Panthers. The, and the league's going to want to promote these guys too because Absolutely. we're starting to see – the younger court, the younger generation of quarterbacks taking over the NFL. So we've seen in recent years: Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, all retiring. All right, Aaron Rodgers, kind of the last of that group because Aaron Rodgers was drafted just a year after those other three guys. So these guys are getting phased out of the NFL. Right yeah. now, we've seen the current young group of the Patrick Mahomes, the Justin Herberts that age group of players. Now it's time for these younger guys to start coming up. Absolutely. And you have to continue to cultivate interest in these guys early in their careers. So it's a great opportunity for the NFL to display those young talent uh, at this point in their in, in their careers. So we do know all of the uh, Panthers' opponents for this season. Yeah, we, every, we all know we the opponents. We don't know when they will play. Yeah, that's and the So that's the part mark. that we're waiting on. Supposed to happen this Thursday night, but reports are saying it could get delayed and that Roger Goodell is going to have a meeting with some people, probably meeting right now in New York uh, with uh, some of uh, his top aides so they can figure out the schedule for this coming season. So one of the big things that goes into that, too, oftentimes, especially with primetime games, you have to work things out with networks. Oh, yeah. That is a big thing. Plus, oh, yeah. networks each want a piece of some of these primetime games. For example, when the Colts visit the the Carolina Panthers, depending on what week that is, that could be CBS wanting that to be their national game that For week. Sure. That's a 425. For sure. So not necessarily a primetime slot, but it could still be a national broadcast. For sure. Depending on what the Jets are doing and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of, again, a lot of these things that still need to be worked out. 
And there's a lot of things that people, you have to feed a lot of mouths. But that could be the thing. They may look at a game like that and they say, you know what, we want this to be the big game of the week. Mm -hmm. So we have to figure out a way to finagle the schedule for everybody so that the Panthers versus the Colts is the standout game. So it can be on a Monday night or a Sunday night football or something like that. I also think as well as that the NFL, if they're smart, these games that we had mentioned between potentially, again, not potentially, but a potential primetime game with Colts and Panthers or – Texans and Panthers schedule those games early in the season before those teams are really out of the mix playoff wise. I feel that. So, like, for example, the Houston Texans, a lot of people protected them. Yeah, you got CJ Stroud, you traded up for Will Anderson, you got D'Amico Ryan's new head coach. You're still going to stink yeah. because you've been in a bad situation over the last several years thanks to, to uh, Bill O'Brien and how he just kind of set everything up for a disastrous head coach a few years ago. Now they're on their fourth head coach in four seasons. But if you can catch them week three, when they're okay, they Perfect. might be zero and two. Perfect. That's fine. There's still interest in them. And and time same thing with for the like you know because at first they're saying that uh, Andy Dalton could probably start first for the Panthers. That's sh- what they're shouldn't. saying could potentially happen. Well, of course they're gonna say. So that. we gotta give Andy Dalton a couple games to play himself out of it, and we'll see where Bryce Young kind of comes in, and hopefully he'll have that that prime time game. Do you think they'll get the black? You think the Panthers will get the Black Friday Amazon game? Because Amazon Prime is now going to start doing a Black Friday game that's going to be free out there. You don't have to have a Prime membership because it's a way to entice people to get to to Amazon and use the app. You think that's going to potentially happen? I depends on the opponent, but yeah. the, the Panthers blackout uniform, yeah, is perfect for that if they want to do that. Sure, at home. What about the NFL? Roger Goodell saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's take over Christmas Day." Let's take over Christmas Day. You know why? Because why not? We're the NFL. Yeah. If you can dominate that day, do it. But you know why? I think you know why they'll, they'll do it in a heartbeat? Because NBA Christmas Day is overrated. No. It is no, so overrated. No, it's not. It is. No, what not. is the point of NBA Christmas Day? It's to highlight the best players and the best teams okay. in the NBA. Okay. Congratulations. Week. And it tw- does that. I'm sorry. Game 12 of the NBA regular season. No one that. cares. Like game 20. But, I oh, mean, okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow, we're not even a quarter of the way through the season. So what you're what you're getting at right now is mostly that the NBA has not done a good job at no. making sure that their regular season matchups mean something. But if you're going to look at the regular season, it really does to me their 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 opening night games, their Christmas games, and then also some of the games right before the All Star break, and then also the All Star game before the playoffs. To me, that is the most important time in the NBA, and those are the most intriguing times to me because it, you're always going to get a good matchup. It's going to have something that's probably a playoff preview, something that's probably uh, a championship preview, a big-time team, big-time stars against each other. Everybody wants to see that Christmas Day. To me, the NBA does not disappoint on Christmas Day. It's the rest of the year where they disappoint. I don't, to me, NBA Christmas, none of those games have any weight to them, whereas late in the season, NFL on a Christmas Day – these teams are fighting for playoff spots. Those games, they carry the NFL, more weight. But, again, like you NFL mentioned, it's game will, – It'll mean more because of where game, they are in the season. Like, game 20 of the NBA regular season doesn't mean anything to me. It just doesn't. But also a preview, right? Like a preview anything, of what? And anything you something, like preview. Something five months the, down the line? At the beginning of the year when Duke takes on Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, or whatever – um, this is not for the national title. That no. game doesn't mean much at the end of the day, but you yeah, still want to see quad one. You still want to see a potential preview of what the final four could look like, well, and that's why they have the Champions Classic around there. And that's the same idea. 
for NBA Christmas Day. Mm. It's literally a Champions Classic nah. for the NBA. Yeah, but the, again, those games That's don't why it mean means much. something. They, they don't. It means something to to the people. It's bragging rights, right? If you get Steph Curry, if Steph Curry and the and the Warriors win another championship this year, right? Okay. And you get Steph Curry versus um, uh, uh, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics again on Christmas Day. Okay. It may not mean anything right there. Sure. But it's you people looking at this, man, this could be another championship preview. That's going to be huge. You're telling me you don't want to see that? No. You're no, telling I me if one, of, if one of the Christmas Day games at, is, ends up being bad, horrible, like at the beginning of the year we're picking these teams to be really good, ends up being something like Miami and Detroit, but they're both horrible by the time Christmas comes around. You're telling me you're not going to sneak over to an NBA game? I don't no. believe that. I don't no, I don't. That. No, I actually don't. I don't believe that, Dennis. I don't watch those games at all. I really don't because, again, don't they, they don't have any interest to me. They don't have any interest to me at all. Okay, so we had Warriors-Grizzlies. Don't care. Nuggets-Suns. Don't care. Mavericks-Lakers. Didn't care. Sixers-Knicks. Big deal. Because you're not paying attention to the storylines. Everything that you – all the games that you just listed have great storylines to them. They do now at they this did point before. in the season. No, Go not back to and me. read it. Go back and read it. What's the first one? Nuggets-Suns. Okay, Jokic. You wait a minute. You talking about what, right? What's going on right now? Or are you talking no, no, about no. I'm talking day? about like this is the Christmas Day this past. Okay, season. so that's a playoff preview. What's going on right now? Nuggets Suns. What just happened? Nikola yeah, Jokic pushed the Suns owner. Those, well, okay, that's that's but that's now. But that didn't matter on Christmas Day. It didn't matter on Christmas Day. What's the next one? Oh yeah, Warriors Grizzlies. Okay, that matters because How? Grizzlies, the young team that almost bounced the Warriors before, who was talking all that. All that stuff, mm-hmm. and there's actually a war of words between these teams, and now you you have the the old – I don't want to call him old. I don't want to call Steph Curry old. Nice. But the older point guard versus yeah. maybe the up-and-coming point guard and John Morant. That is a, that's an intriguing matchup to me. Okay. I'll take your word on that. Celtics-Bucks, this is probably the only one I'm actually interested in. Super intriguing. That one's actually because – Super intriguing. That one I'm actually, I am actually would have been interested in. Mavericks-Lakers – very intriguing. No. Luka Doncic versus uh, LeBron James, the guy he got his game from. That's not intriguing to you? I love Luka, but no. That doesn't have not. That back is the, again, that team was different back then. Before all the trades, well, like, well, they still have Russell Just Westbrook. Just because you live in Raleigh good. doesn't mean that you have to pretend you don't like the NBA. No. <laughs> that's a fair point. That's a fair point. No, but none of these that's, games that's to a me. Good, those but, are nice games. But none of those these, are good games, man. But, but this slate of games, it's just one of 82. Okay. They're just one of 82 today. I got and you. The, and, and the playoffs don't start for another four months. We agree that on Christmas Day this year, when we have three NFL games and, and four or five NBA games, that the NFL games will mean more because of where they are in the season and the length and the, the amount of games that they play. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that the NBA does not deliver on Christmas Day. I, I do not believe you on that. Well, that I'm you, not saying they not, don't. I mean, define deliver, now. but to me, give you great the level matchups of interest, that are I very think it's waning. I think it's waning. You put the honestly, NFL will dominate that in a second. Of course, well, that's in a, different, a second. It's a different subject. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. NBA Christmas Day overrated. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the Jag Advantage. What's the Jag Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The Jag Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.